All right, welcome into a special edition of the Idea Collision. My name is Andrew Green, and um, we've been talking about um, generations throughout the course of this, off and on. Um, and uh, every generation has a defining event, uh, something where everybody in the generation, regardless of their personal identity, kind of coalesces around this thing. Uh, if you know what today is, then you know what I'm talking about, um, and uh, or you might be aware of it anyway. Either you've lived through it or you haven't and you've heard about it. Uh, but uh, the older you are, now the more of these events you'll have lived through. It's not that you can only have one. There's only room for one. But, but each generation has one that defines it. Uh, and, and so if you go back, for example, baby boomers have JFK. That was a, a moment that, that, that they all just viscerally really reacted to and, and and when we react to it we react to it in the same way it, it, it transcends our our individual identities uh, and we'll talk about that so so for example with baby boomers you know here's a a democrat president who was assassinated it didn't make a difference if you were a republican or a democrat you felt personally violated by by this event uh, it, it transcended your political identity, right? So, so, uh, so as I say, everybody usually these are tragedies. They're not always tragedies. I suppose that that in the eighties there was uh, there was a you know the, the fall of the uh, the the Berlin Wall was a, and then shortly thereafter the Soviet Union. That kind of gets wrapped up into one kind of event. That was a, a major event. There were other, you know, uh, maybe you could say the the space shuttle uh, explosion. I think it was in eighty five or eighty six. I can't remember now, but that was a moment where a lot of us we remembered where we were when we saw it or heard it. Um, different things like that. There, there, there's there's some that define, and and then maybe lesser ones that are, you know. Uh, but but these events, we all come together. It doesn't make a difference who we are. Uh, our current generation doesn't have one yet that I can think of. Uh, the closest one I could think of that's happened in the last, you know, 10, 15 years would would be the, the Boston Marathon bombing. I was not living in the United States at the time, so uh, I don't really know how the country reacted long-term to that Um in the moment, I suppose it was it was probably like the space shuttle crash to me. The last one that really affected, I think, our country, the the way something like a JFK type moment happened, uh, would be nine eleven. And I say that because um, that was the last time that you could see Republicans and Democrats stand on people who. They're in their very identity of, of self are different opposite to each other, really don't get along with each other, but yet that was the last moment I think that we can think of in, in our country's history where they stood on the same stage and identified together as, as people that, that transcended personal identities. Those were put aside, at least temporarily, obviously. Uh, so, so I don't think... and, and if we're talking about tragedy, maybe it's good that we haven't had one that that rises to that level. I mean, obviously, we don't want just to to fill out a, uh, a you know, a protocol. We need one for this generation. So, 
Uh, maybe that's a good thing that we haven't had that moment in the last, you know, 20 some odd years. But uh, we, uh, I went to uh, Brooklyn in the wake of this event. My wife's family uh, has uh, uh, one of her aunts works in a, um, in a fire station down there. Uh, as we're touring, she gave me this T-shirt. I wear it once a year. I commemorate uh, and and it, on the back of it, it has you know the names of seven people from their station that passed away, uh, in in trying to help people. And, and and every station in in New York really has probably lost people in that. Um, it was it was a, a, just a, a transcendent moment of you know, going down to uh, to New York and uh, seeing the hole in the ground still, um, and and you know seeing. Uh, the aftermath of that is it, it was you know it's it's changing to 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 your to your psyche to even see that um, and so I have this little tradition that I do once a year uh, so that I don't run through this t-shirt because I'm I'm sure I'm not going to be able to get another t-shirt that commemorates this so so I wear it once a year on 9/11 and it helps me remember this thing. Uh, and, and the same thing happens in the wake of these events, We've, especially the tragic ones. We, we're all united, first of all, uh, uh, as I say. And, and the second thing we do is that we affirm that we will never forget. We will never forget. And what we mean when we say we will never forget is that we, we are affirming that we will, we will feel this. We're going to viscerally re- respond to this thing um and um we make some uh, personal changes and we uh we churches a lot of times grow in the wake of these things we um will see uh people thinking about spiritual things and come in uh but slowly the next thing that happens is that personal identities resume control we become divided again, and we forget. I'll give you some illustrations of this. After JFK, conspiracy theories soon came in to you know, blame the other side. What happened to those people all being united? Well, personal identities resume. Uh, even today, uh, any president that becomes president, he's, a, he's rumored to open up the JFK files, and we'll, we'll see who actually did all the, the, the stuff. Um, <laughs> just so you understand that that file is about uh, uh, has about as as much in it as the Al Capone vault that uh, Geraldo Rivera revealed to the world in like what was it 1988. <laughs> so um, don't don't wait for that anytime soon. Uh, in the con- in the aftermath of uh, of 9/11, it didn't take long for the Bush Cheney conspiracy theories and and all the the Things what what happened? Personal responsibility or personal identities took over, uh, and 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 um, we went back uh, to to who we were. Um, people go back after these things, and their their spiritual newfound spirituality almost always kind of fades, and they go back to doing the things, and 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 things look like they did before. Uh, and and so it fades into history, and there's so much evidence of this around us. Uh, Queen sang a song called Queen Killer, uh, 
or Killer Queen. I, I can't remember. Anyway, uh, but I, I just remember hearing it and, and just, you know, you would hear it and I, just the words hit me once. And I was, I was what no, what did I just hear? I, I don't even know the context of this. Uh, and so I looked it up. But it, it, it's references to JFK and Khrushchev. Uh, there's there's one reference in it, which has to do with like Bay of Pigs and obviously the the um, the connection or possible connection of a, a rumored Russian plot to assassinate JFK. Um, right along with that, there's a, a reference to Marie Antoinette, who was killed on a on a guillotine or by guillotine in the French Revolution under the Reign of Terror, which was this bloody aftermath of the French Revolution or second part of it. And, and it, this is just these are just glib references in a song. Uh, whereas at the time these happened, these these would have been horrific and no one would have made light of this or used these as little uh, song references. Uh, you know, Genghis Khan is estimated to have killed as many as 40 million people. That would have been one-fourth of the world's population if, if that's accurate. But even if it's not accurate, I mean, what, one-eighth of the population, if that's half accurate? Uh, you know, imagine killing one billion people today. That, that that's, that's something you would think, well, you would never forget that. But the world's forgotten it. Uh, who references Genghis Khan today? You know, it, it's only 800 years ago. You know, killing one fourth of the world's population, you would think you would not ever forget that. But we do. He's a question or two on a test somewhere. Well, I remember being in, in school and in English class, we had went through debating just briefly. And, and there was one rule that I remember uh, that we went over and it said if, if you reference Hitler or Adolf, Adolf Hitler or the Nazis, you lose the debate. I, there were still a lot of people that remembered those events and lived through that. We ha- still have people today that do, but th- they're fading in in in, uh, in number, and and so you know today people throw that insult around, you know, like candy. Uh, political opponents are constantly compared to Hitler, and and both sides do it. By the way, I know. I know when, you know, your favorite politician does it, it's right. You know, that's accurate. But I'm, I'm jesting. Uh, neither side should probably do it. Um, but the, that's not really the point. The point is that what's happened to that in the last several years, decades, whatever, that, that this has become more commonplace. It, it's every day someone's you you can you can look at the newspaper pick up a newspaper if, if there's still one in print pick up a new york times someone's hitler or or you know and the point is that they feel free to invoke references to the holocaust that they wouldn't I mean, some people even deny that it happened why well at the moment that no one would have denied it happened why what's happened you know compare people people just compare i disagree with you you must be a nazi you must be Adolf Hitler, right? These are people that savagely tortured and brutally murdered 7 million Jews, right? I mean, more than that, if you include the number that survived it. I, I'm going to tell you right now, I, I don't care what side you're on politically, neither Joe Biden or Donald Trump is Hitler or, or capable of the things that Adolf Hitler or Heinrich Himmler or any of the other Nazis were capable of. None of them are capable of that. 
But we will convince ourselves that, that, that we can compare, that there's some means of comparison that are accurate. Why? This is the point I want to make. Not political point. This is the point I want to get to. Because we forget. That's why. Well, we don't forget the thing happened. We forget the trauma. We forget the tragic nature of it. Right? That fades as we... It loses its edge over time. And here's the thing about it. It sounds like I'm regretting that we do this. And I'm not. We are made to get over things. It takes time. It's called mourning. That's the the process through which we go through grief and, 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 and put grief where it will be for the remainder of our lives. It will, we won't, go back to the way we were. Some people want to go back to the way we were, and we can't. We won't forget the people. We won't forget the pain of losing people. But we are programmed to process grief and mourn losses. Right? And there will come a day right, in your life where those losses, where, where those are where you put them in places where you have a tradition, for example, you don't, it's not that you'll ever be happy about it and you won't forget it, but the grief will be a different type of grief. It'll be a different type of sadness. You're not made to be able to, to it would be devastating to you psychologically to, to have the same grief, the same level of grief, to feel it the same way constantly. You could not do that. You'd have a psychological breakdown. And so, our mind processes it, puts it somewhere, and, 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 and then from there, it's different from what it was. We're not the way we were, but we're different from what we were in the wake of the moment. So, so there will come a day, however, where there are no JFK memorials. Those people are aging out. And, and so... He'll become a question on a test eventually. I know. Is it what really? He'll become a question on a test, like 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 Genghis Khan. And the same thing will happen to nine eleven. Now it won't be in my lifetime because I remember I was there. It was formative to my generation. But already my kids don't really know about it. None of them were born. Uh, so. Uh, so it'll be something they study for tests, and 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 they'll ha- they'll ha- they'll be like me. I have an indirect connection to. Now I I remember seeing it, but but the actual thing they have an indirect connection because it was, you know, oh dad talks about it. Dad was moved by this event, but my son's kids who aren't born yet, they're not gonna viscerally respond to it at all. It's gonna be a question on a test, and and eventually. It won't even be a question on a test for for most people. Nine eleven might fade from the history books eventually. So, um, if it is on a test, it'll be quickly forgotten. That's the nature of humanity. This is a healthy process, and tragedy is not meant to follow us forever and ever. And, and so. Uh, you know, you might be in the middle of a local personal tragedy, not something that's going to be defining a, a generation, but but just your own personal upheaval. 
And this is there's different kinds, and we react differently to different kinds. So if it's a loss of somebody, those are actually uh, in the long run those are are easier to process because we typically have bitter sweet. We develop a bittersweet memory. We we can develop a a way to commemorate them, even though the loss feels greater in the moment. We can we can develop a tradition, a, a, a t-shirt type of thing that we do, and and we have milestone moments, and we'll go to the places where they went, and we commemorate them in some way. We do the things they do in honor of them, and and we put that in a place where where they're kind of with us emotionally or we're with them emotionally in this place where they are forever. And we're okay with that. And and it will be sad on some days, and uh, some days we'll feel it more. But as time goes on, the, the, the sharpness of that pain wears off, and, and there's a different type of grief that we're left with. Um, and I'm... I'm not saying that that goes away. It changes, and the sharpness lessens. But you might be in a type of pain that doesn't have that. This is more difficult in in a sense because you don't want to remember it. You wish you could forget it, and, and you feel like, I can't. Well, you're not ever going to, in your life, ever actually forget it. Uh, and it might be something you don't want to commemorate because that makes you think of it. it it's a, It's a... A tragedy that happened to you personally, um, and, and so so the development of of a, a, a healthy place is is different in those in those things, and in some ways more difficult than losing someone you love, uh, because you you don't develop traditions necessarily. You might develop a different type of tradition. It might be a tradition of of respecting or being excited about the way that you can now do something free from that limitation. Maybe excitement is a, a wrong word there, but 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 uh, some type of celebration of being free from control by that event. Um, you know, uh, and so um, it might be a ceremony that you do... Um, if you've come out of an addiction, for example, or what have you, uh, and, and so you commemorate that, um, whatever type of tragedy or loss you've had, it will fade in intensity, and I guarantee you that, and that's what I want to leave you with. We are made to forget, not forget intellectually again, but but we're made and built to process these things and, and develop traditions of triumph. And that's the lesson of, of the forgetting. When, when we're so upset, when you're, the next time you're so upset that people don't remember a tragedy and you, know, you wake up and you go, oh man, yesterday was 9-11, I forgot about it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's supposed to happen. We're, we're, we're not supposed to remember it all the time. Uh, that's humanity. And that's, that's the process of grieving and putting it in a place, and there's going to come a time in your own personal, in your own personal tragedies and traumas, and you might even feel guilty. There's going to be a day where where you wake up and and you didn't pay attention to the date, and it was the anniversary of of the death of someone you loved a long time ago, maybe whatever. And you, oh my goodness, I didn't, I didn't commemorate that. Yeah, that's called grieving, and, and putting it in a place, and 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 having the bittersweet memories, and 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 the people that 
are secondary to that loss. They will even recover quicker. So, so this week, uh, as you relate kind of what happens in a, our society today, uh, as we remember this event, for those of us who still remember it, for if you're not, then take the lesson and understand that it relates to you personally as well. And in whatever grief you have and whatever thing that you might be struggling with, that there is coming a moment where, uh, if you haven't reached there yet, where your personal grief and your personal loss will be put in a place where it's manageable uh, and, and where you can live and have that uh, in its own place. So so have a, a as good of a week as you can have this week if you are dealing with those things uh, and, and remember them and, and celebrate uh, as you can and try to work on putting putting them in a place of, of, of permanence where you remember but grieve uh, and, and have a life of stability. All right, we'll see you next week. <laughs>